Welcome to the Pubcast with Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go with the wall, a hurl, a stick, and a shinty bowl, the brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. All right, Mike, we're back. Um, we're back. This time around, we have our uh, our West Coast editor, uh, Chris Ruffalo, in the house. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Welcome. He Good is our uh, our first non-Irish person on the podcast, I think. Yes, that would be accurate. The first. I'm like, uh, I'm a pioneer. I'm like Frederick Douglass. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you do add a little color to the proceedings. That's that's nice. <laughs> no question about it. Definitely a couple Don't of Don't from Tunisia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is the first time I think we've really had a Cubs fan and a Sox fan on together to fight. And being that it's it's early, it's spring training. Give me your take on your boys. Let's let let's start the fighting early. All right. Well, I'll start on the south side because I'm feeling pretty good about what I'm seeing. I'm seeing some bats come alive that weren't there last year. Avi Garcia, uh, some good acquisitions in the off season. Do I think it's a 91 team? Probably not, but I think it's a fair. Fair to say uh, that we're looking at 80, 82 wins. And, uh, 82? Yeah, and maybe with a little luck we can get to the 88 mark and possibly win the Central on that because it's so deep. It's unlike the NL. There's depth in the American League. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys had 76 wins last year? And you're, you're going to improve that by 10? Did they win that many? I don't yeah. think it was that many. I'm looking at 76 like and 86. God, that was that was a painful 76 wins. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Must have uh, rallied at the camp there. Yeah, what no one was watching. Um, so, I, you know, I feel good about it. Good pitching staff. I mean, uh, the, the Cubs have a pretty good pitching staff to rival. But, um, you know, I, I think at the end of the year – the, the Cubs come back to earth a little bit. The Sox come back up a little bit. We're looking at two teams that win between, let's say, the Cubs can win or low 90s. The Sox can win low 80s to low to mid 80s. Okay, not, wait, wait, wait. That's not the bravado I was expecting, Cross. Well, I mean, I'm hoping for a <laughs> ginormous collapse. Um no, come back to earth. I think is realistic for this team. They all had uh, they were riding a crest last year that I I just don't think they can continue it, and I don't think they have the pitching to do it. Um, and I think the Sox pitching staff is much much better, mm. much better than last year. Then last year, and then the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! There it is. This is okay. just going to be rough laughing. I don't know anything, and so, that made me laugh. <laughs> so, what were the acquisitions again? Todd Frazier, remember that one. Todd well, Frazier was oh. Todd Frazier was the key. Um, yeah. Picked up uh, uh, what's his name, Matt. Uh, oh, and I'm really, no, Matt <laughs> Stairs, the pitcher. <laughs> Uh, oh, Matt they, Latos. Latos. Yeah, you can't you can't hang your hat on a mat with one T. The guy That's doesn't true. <laughs> well, we'll see by the end of the year if it's doormat. You know, um, no, he's, he's he's not bad to take a flyer on. No, but you know the thing that makes me nervous is is these guys coming over from the National League have trouble with the hitters. They do. That's pretty well well known, uh, and they have to change their their pitching strategy based on. Less bunting, uh, more big flies, you know, the usual reasons that you National Leaguers hate the American League. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Todd Frazier, good player, good pickup, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not sure he's going to do real well for some of the reasons that you say, and also because he played in a bad box. He played in that Cincinnati park where you never know. It's kind of like Coors Field. Yeah. But for for what you gave up for him, and to me that was a, a low-risk move and a Pretty good move. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the other guy, what was the guy uh, who they put at second base? Um, Laurie? Uh, yeah, Laurie. Jeff Laurie. He's a nice pickup, too, to put him at second. I didn't like the pickup when they had him at third, in theory. But if you're going to play him at second, there's another guy who hasn't reached his potential. Yeah. So, uh, they could have something there. 
Pitching well, staff, it's, it's it, you'll be all right. Um, if you win eighty-two games, though, if you win eighty-two games, what will you do? <laughs> I believe there's a greater chance of me growing a ponytail than the White Sox. <laughs> oh, wow! Games. Wow! You didn't like the Rollins pickup? <laughs> Rollins? I liked the pickup ten years ago. If they would have done it ten years ago, you got Jimmy Rollins? Yeah. I didn't know starting, that. Starting shortstop. Oh, no. Yes. And that was yeah. an oh-noer. You know, I mean, that's tricky. He's a little long in the tooth. So I heard they picked yeah. up uh, Tim Raines as well. Yes. <laughs> Just as a, as a fifth outfielder. They're not going to play him regular. Yeah, well, I heard that they traded Tim Raines. They picked up Ralph Gar. Ralph like Gar better, coming back. Whoa. Chet Lemon. Chad Lemon, Chad Lemon. still got legs. No, so what about what about I, on the north side? Let's hear your take. I mean, I know it's all. Well, I'm, I'm not done with the south there. side yet. I'm not ah, done with the okay. south side. I don't have the here it comes. So, um, well, let's get to the Cubs. Um, the Cubs will definitely win 95 games. Oh my god! Um, well, that's how I look at them. They I won 97 the, last year. Uh, they won 97 exactly with, with rookies and no no pitching. So I'm going to say that Arietta is going to come back a little to earth. He threw a lot of a lot of innings last year for that arm. Yeah. So you can expect caught 15 to 16 out of out of Arietta. Um, Lester will have a better year, but he's not going to be spectacular either. Probably win 14 or 15 games. Um, what's his name? Uh, Lackey. Yeah. I didn't really. He's old. He's 37 years old. So. To expect the same thing that he gave you in St. Louis does not seem, you know, that likely, but he's an upgrade nonetheless. Well, he's so, the stopgap, right, for uh, for a couple of guys that are due next season or the following, correct? Exactly. Yeah, he's also kind of a cheap cheap option. So, sure. Uh, Hendricks will be better, and Jason Hamill sucks. So I think that they're pitching. People act like they have a really good pitching staff. I think they have a, an average pitching staff. I think their bullpen is good, and I think none of that matters because they fucking bash, and they're going to score like eight runs a game. Yeah, well, so, they're, they're definitely going to score. Uh, yes. what, I, I still stand firm on my stance that they should have traded uh, uh, one of those young guns in the offseason. Who's the guy who can't play the field? No way. You don't trade him. What's his name? Schwarber. Schwarber. I said they should Absolutely have traded him. Not. No. He, he has to prove he can't catch first. Like, once we know for sure that he can't catch, then you got to figure something out. That guy should have a but DH tattoo, tattooed on his forehead. He probably should, but he played in Chicago, and he's going to hit 40 home runs for the Cubs. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, I think, here, let me rattle off some stats for you. Chris Bryant will hit 40 home runs. Anthony Rizzo will hit 35 home runs. Kyle Schwarber will hit 40 home runs. Um, I love it. Addison Russell will hit 20 home runs, bat 280. Um, who else? Um, ben Zobrist. Oh. I forgot about him, too. He'll probably okay. hit 15 home runs. He'll play all over the field. Jorge Soler will get traded. And that's a tough trade right there. I love um, predicting trades. It's fantastic. He's the bait. He's yeah, the he's, the, he's, he's the bait for the arm, I think. You're right. Yeah. Oh, whatever just whatever you just did there, Chris, no. you sound much better. He lost. I didn't do anything. You lost your video on, on my end, at least. And on my end, too. The audio improved. But that's good. I guess. Oh, yeah. Keep, yeah. keep the video off. Keep that uh, off. All right. We don't want to yeah. see you yeah, anyway. I'm just, I'm just smiling and looking dopey at the same time, which you're already used to, so. <laughs> well, now you're. Now you can take your pants off. I mean, they were off already. And put them back on, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I see no way. Um, I see no way that they don't win ninety-four games, almost regardless of injury, um, because they're so deep. And the Cardinals. Oh, we're not even talking about Hayward yet. Jason Hayward. He doesn't even have to do much. All he has to do is play good defense, get on base. He can hit fifteen home runs and drive in sixty, and they'd still be good. So I think the Cardinals are still very good. They didn't really lose anything, contrary to popular belief. They probably win 95 games themselves. Mm-hmm. So Does Pittsburgh um, stay above the, the Cubs? No, probably not, but they're a 90-win team too. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, so, what I, one thing I will say is, is the two best divisions in baseball are the centrals, right? Um, yeah, no, that's right. I, I mean, or at least the best the best in the American League is the central, the best in the National League is the central. I don't know if there's one division in either league that might be better than either. Um, or, you know, well, it's like, more it's more competitive yeah. in the AL right, Central. Right. There's top better top. teams. The top three are better in the NL Central than any other division, the top three. But the AL Central, it can go a bunch of different ways. Four or five teams could win that division. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious to see how the Tigers come back. Uh, Cleveland, uh, we know Kansas City will be loaded um, and ready to go. Although they did lose some uh, some arms, but I still think they're managed well and they play smart baseball. So you don't think the Sox make the playoffs, do you? Potentially, I mean, if they somehow rattle this thing up to ninety, uh, and that's and rough, I can hear you giggling already. Um, if they can rattle it up to ninety, they can they can make some noise in the central because they are there is so much parity in the central. Um, a lot of teams that are sitting on equal footing that ninety might be the number with the unbalanced schedule. Um, which, by the way, I'm not a huge fan of, but that's the way it is. Hey, who, who did KC lose besides Cueto? Who else did they uh, lose? Joaquin Soria? Yeah, I think Soria went. Where did Soria go? Uh, no, maybe he's not. No, he's still there. They lost somebody. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's still a team to beat. I, I was not. Um, <clears throat> I thought they had no chance this year. Um, I, I took him as a one-hit wonder the year before, and man, sure. was I wrong. I think a lot of people did. I mean, I, I wrote him off after that uh, that storybook year, uh, you know, yeah. that ended 16, 17 months ago, and they just came back firing. I mean, they, they got it going early, and they got it going well, and uh, never really – I mean, they hit a few minor rough patches, but they never collapsed under the weight of it. Yeah. Well-managed team, well-managed team. Yeah, they are. What, 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 the Tigers, though, um, mm-hmm. they make some stupid moves. Like I, I think that they lost. They lost some more. Even like I don't. I don't think that they're. I expect Cleveland and Kansas City to be at the top. I expect the Tigers and the White Sox to both be in that seventy-eight to eighty-three. If you got, if the Sox won eighty-three games, that's a hugely successful year. Yeah, it really is. I mean that, and that's why I'm hanging my hat on that eighty to eighty-two. And not getting too overwhelmed by it all. It's just, you know, it's uh, you can't expect miracles, especially with the manager you got. And that's a whole yeah, other, that's that's a whole other bone of contention. Uh, I would actually take your guy in a New York minute. Oh, yeah. No, he's <laughs> he's a phenomenal manager. Yeah, I thought Cespedes was going to be the move. If they could have found a way to get Cespedes, that would have been something. I think they got a cheap attack on Cespedes, and if they would have pulled that trigger, uh, you're looking at 90. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He, with with, um, with Abreu, and then, um, what's his name, Radon, a year later? Yeah. Uh, that'd be a nice-looking team. But, you know, he's in play. He's got a, what, a one-year deal or something in, in New yeah. York? Is that what I, think it, I think it's a one or a two. So he's, you know, he's definitely someone who's going to be available if uh, if the Mets tank, yeah, so that's the only team actually that worries me is the Mets. This yeah, is uh, this is way too civil. Uh, this is. I'm looking for a little bit of sniping. Somebody calling some others team, uh, somebody else's team pansies, and talk about the DH being bullshit. I want let, let's stir up some shit here, guys. Well, I will say this. I mean, Wrigley Field is a fucking dump. I mean, we all know that, right? It's the biggest shithole in baseball. Um, world's largest open outdoor bar. Um, nobody there knows baseball for the most part. I mean, that's just these are all givens, right? I mean, I don't even need to bring them up because Ruff knows it too. I'm sorry, I've got a bad connection. <laughs> Uh, it, it is really I mean, too bad we can't see him right now. Yeah. It's some of that's true, but you know, for the most part it's a safe place to be a first base coach and you could This is true. <laughs> yes. You could park your car and not have to pay random black guys to watch it. That's true um, too. And uh you know, 
That's, Other than that, everything you said was pretty much true. That's true. That is true. Uh, and the food. The food at Wrigley is awful. It's been a while since I've been at Wrigley, so yeah. I can't tell you what the food is like, but it's, ba- it's baseball. It's ballpark food. How bad can it be? How good or bad can it be? Uh, it can be. I mean, the the White Sox are consistently in the top three in all of baseball, and the Cubs are in the bottom three for, for stadium food in rankings. Who said that? Who do you pull? Look, look, look anywhere. There's all kinds of rankings on base stadium food. I would like argue stadiumfood.com or what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. beyond hot dogs, nachos, and beer, what the fuck else are you? Are you who, <laughs> right. Who, who's eating something beyond that? Who's got better fish? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, fat South Siders. What do you want? And I will <laughs> and I will stand by my assessment that uh, you know when Cubs fans say that the better looking girls are are at Wrigley, I'll say that the girls on the South Side put out. <laughs> well, that's true. There's no question about that. Girls at Wrigley are more likely to kiss each other. Girls on the South Side are more likely to get a donkey punch. We all know that. Oh my, a donkey punch reference! Wow, I love it. I also like that we're both making statements that begin or end with "We all know." We, <laughs> yeah. all. we all know that, as if this we is all. gospel, right? Um, yeah, let's see. I yeah, that. I mean, there's there's Esquire did a ranking of uh, stadium foods. Uh, there's plenty of them. I was well, taught I'm, the donkey punch by a Southside girl. She told me what it was. I never knew what a donkey punch was until then. Did she ask you to do it to her? Well, once I regained consciousness, uh, you know, <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's going to be a fun baseball season. I am going to opening day, April 8th, oh, on the really? Southside. Nice. Uh, and uh, we'll okay. see what it, what it brings to bear. Listen, <clears throat> you baseball guys got to tell me, what is the fascination or the hype behind spring training? Because I don't get it. What is the big deal? Because every year, everyone talks about it, and I'm, I, I, I missed the boat on that. What's the oh, deal? Well, hope springs eternal, right, Ralph? I mean, I well, think that's universal, right? And but people, uh, people blow themselves over spring training every year as for baseball as opposed to it's not even as big in the NFL. It's not as big in, of course, basketball or even hockey or whatever, the, the yeah, er, early season stuff. It's That's the only one. I, it, it, it's, ahead, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's the beginning of another season. And it's – But it's you not been even the beginning of a season. It's, it's, it's six weeks away or whatever. Yeah, but baseball guys, like, just the thought of getting near baseball season makes us excited. It reminds us of when we were a kid. I know. And if you've ever been to spring training, it's, it's a total shit show. Like, it's it's like everything great about a regular baseball game, only cheaper and with warm weather. And with less people. And less people, I yeah. like the less people part. That's it's, uh, so it's amazing. I'll it, be there next week, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll I'm do sure a podcast from there. Yeah. We and, can do uh... I unfortunately our Arizona trip, our annual Arizona trip, was a little early this year. So when we were the out there, there was only a few pitchers and catchers that were on site. They didn't even, they weren't even at the required reporting for pitchers and catchers. So yeah. this is my one odd year out, but make up for it by hitting a few games this summer and uh, and seeing if we can't get uh, get something rolling into trading deadline. I mean, if they make it to the trading deadline within striking distance, I think they'll make a move. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Then again, uh, <laughs> I, a chance I'll, I'll dunk a basketball tomorrow on a regulation hoop. <laughs> well, if you stand on O'Neill's shoulders, anything's possible. <laughs> I still probably couldn't. <laughs> all I right. couldn't lift him up there, so that's all right. Let's uh, let's move on from baseball. We've done enough. We don't want to kill people with baseball stuff. That is uh, the first ever baseball segment on this podcast. I like it though. What are you oh. drinking, Guinness? I am. Uh, it is March, so yeah, you got to have to. Yeah, oh, cliche on this show. Come on, Slancha. Yeah, well, let's see if we can. This get is this is the big week, know. isn't it, guys? This is Saint Joseph's Day. Saint yes. Joseph's Day this week. We're getting all set. O'Neill, if you notice, he has a red shirt on in honor of St. Joseph's. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, speaking of speaking of bad, how about the Bulls? We won't even – let's not get into that, but let's just no. say how bad <clears throat> and end it. Yeah. The, well, the details, who cares? But uh, they continue to be a, a shit show from top to bottom um, with the fucking management. Uh, oh, it's horrible. 
trade everybody. It's, uh, it's like words. It's like words level everybody. stuff, Cross. It, you know what? I mean, I, I obviously, I mean, it's at the point now where uh, when the sports comes on on the news, we just fast forward through it, and we have been doing oh, yeah. that for quite a while. But just based on what I hear, talk radio friends, people around the office talking about it, this is, yes, almost at words level. Not quite there yet because they haven't alienated the fans. I mean, that place is a zoo when you go to games, right? I mean, Benny the yeah, Bull's running yeah. around. But uh, I joke. think they've, missed, they've mismanaged this thing to such a degree that they really need to tear it down and start over. And it all goes back to the problem that we've had on the south side at times. Um, at times it's worked, at times it hasn't, is Reinsdorf is so loyal to his people. And I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I think at, you know, at so, on some level you need to assess what's going on around you and say, you know what, loyalty needs to be trumped by paying customers. You can't have that amount of loyalty in a sport that changes so quickly. You can't. Yeah. I mean, the... Well, and they, all, and they all change quickly now. It's well, not right. just like... You know, it's not like the good old days, you know, the 70s when uh, Ruff had his, uh, his Paul Russell jersey, and you could guarantee that Paul Russell would oh, be on the bump. goes Paul Russell. He skips over <laughs> I, Rick and goes to Paul. I got to go to Paul. <laughs> or, or wait a minute. I'm sorry. It was Dick, Dick Tidrow, as I saw the other day. Um, I love the deep pulls. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we had those players that were our players. And you don't have that anymore. So I think kids these days just have such less a connection to teams because they're more connected to players who are moving around. Of course. So, like, my nephews have, between the three of them, about 700 jerseys, and they're from every different team. And, I mean, like, Will asked me if he could get a uh, Vancouver uh, Canucks jersey, and I was like, Whoa. Not as long as you're living here. You know, when you move out, you can get whatever the hell you want. How can he um, do that when the Blackhawks are so good? Well, he likes yeah. certain players on certain teams, so and that's the mentality of the younger generation. Like well, he's got, I get he's that. got Carey Carey Price is the goalie for the Montreal Canadiens, and he's considered the best goalie in hockey, and he's hurt right now. For Christmas, Will got a Montreal Canadiens hat, a Montreal Canadiens T shirt, a Montreal Canadiens jersey, Carey Price. So it's just. You know, and, and on days when the Hawks are playing, he wears one of his eight Hawks jerseys. And on days that the Canadians are playing and the Hawks aren't, he'll wear the carry price. Wow. So it's it's definitely a different mentality. And, you know, you're seeing that now that that generation is in their, you know, mid to late 20s uh, and down. It's really starting to permeate, right? I mean, there's well, yeah. there's going to be less team loyalty. Uh, you see it on some level, like with well, Blackhawks, I mean, people are rabid, but a lot of that's they're free, good. It's free agency in every sport, but I mean, uh, I've got two boys who play basketball, and neither one could give two shits about the Bulls, and it's yeah, yeah that's it's, ridiculous. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. They uh, well, Liam used to like Derrick Rose, but. Two years ago, without me saying anything and, and him li- doing his own thing, he's like, "Man, I don't, I don't like the Bulls anymore because Derrick Rose is always hurt." I'm like, oh, yeah. even he knows it. He figured it out. Yeah. He figured it out on his own. Yeah. You know what sucks about them is Pack sucks. First of all, he's terrible he's at his job. Horrific. And that's who Brian Sorf is most loyal to. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So they let's just state some facts here briefly. They fired a coach that won over 55 games with C.J. Watson and Carlos oh, Boozer in the starting lineup. I can't. I almost can't talk about Thibodeau because I'll get so pissed off that they did what they did. And I know people support the move, but I don't. It's horseshit. I don't either. No, total bullshit. I don't care He's if he pisses people off. He, out he, there. he won. He he made lemonade out of lem, lem, lemons. He made yes, chicken totally. soup out of chicken shit. Yep. And even I, even I recognize that. Yeah, and I yeah, he was a great, a great coach. I mean, fourth winningest coach, I think, in NBA history through his first five years, um, yeah. with nothing, with, with nothing, nothing. Yeah. garbage. He yeah. made Joe Kim Noah an All Star. He made him almost an MVP, if you recall. <laughs> he was in the top five in the MVP voting. And the guy can't shoot the basketball. Could you imagine if that guy didn't smoke weed? How good he would be. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah, averaged like all the time. Five instead of twelve, he'd get an extra yeah. half point. That could be uh, his secret: is, is to be so high. That is. God. He's got to go. They have to. They have to fucking can Paxson. I can't yeah. even stand to look at him anymore. No. I wish Vinny Del Negro would have knocked his ass out on the way out of town. <laughs> Vinny the Black. I forgot your guy. Del Negro. 
Vinny the Black is a terrible coach, and he should have punched Paxson right in the face on the way out. Oh, Pax, he's got that Notre Dame bullshit thing going on. He's fucking holier than thou. You think that's what it is? To a point. Oh, I, he's I, got I, anger issues. I love it though. That, that's he's a good got a, Yeah, he's ang- angry and arrogant. Uh, it's you know I have a lot of friends who went to Notre Dame, and and for the most part they're great guys. But uh, believe me, along the way I've met some of their friends who are questionably or not so questionably assholes. So surprise. Uh, yeah, shocker. Right? Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame, our mother. Um, so what's next? Let's get away from the polls. Well, all right, we've been going for a half hour already. Yeah, we, we got, you're going to have to edit like crazy. That's fine. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Damn it. Uh, I, went to, <clears throat> I went to Vegas nice. last week. Uh, yes, did you see a movie? <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> I'm not going to get into the specifics of Vegas, but I do want to, because I know this is a, a, a topic near and dear to Ruff's heart. Uh, <laughs> air travel. I Oh, God. Lately, I have not been traveling via airline uh, lately. but Fucking miserable, man. So I made the mistake of booking my flights by convenient times and not looking at... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're about to talk about Spirit Airlines because I almost fell out of my fucking chair when I saw that you were on Spirit Airlines. Yes. Oh, you were not on Spirit, were you? That's like taking the Greyhound bus across the country. So, I don't think I've ever flown Spirit. Maybe I did 20 years ago or something, I don't know, um, to and from Vegas, but I think it was like Frontier or one of those other little rinky-dink airlines. But... So I didn't realize what a shithole that Spirit Airlines is. Holy hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I get on there. So I I, I took uh, American down. Fine. Usual stuff. But I took Spirit back. And A, I could barely fit into the seat. And I am not a giant, despite Actually, you are, the but... difference between you guys yeah, and me. Yeah, you are. No, six anyway. two and change. I mean, I don't know what we're. I'm not six eight. Yeah. Uh, so, I had to wedge myself into the seat with my ass to the very back as far as it could go, and my knees wedged into the seat in front of me with no room to spare whatsoever. Which for is a nice little three and a half hour flight. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. Exactly. Three hours plus, and then I didn't realize this until it was way too late. The seats don't go back at Ooh. all. Well, that's a good thing because that's bullshit. You should not recline well, your seat on a plane. Ooh, I kind of agree with Ralph on that, uh, especially now that they've tightened them up. Like I had, yeah. uh, I was on a flight last couple weeks ago, and I had my computer out, and I could not get the screen to a point where it was beyond. That's a good point. Perpendicular, yeah. right? So exactly. you can't even open it. You're and that's with, that was with the guy in front of me not reclining. Could you imagine if he was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy's hair would have been in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time. No, you know, guys got to do what a guy's got to do. I'm not like yeah, that. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> There's so, nothing worse than flying. Yeah, I, I will say, just when you think you've seen it all, um, yeah. Whether it's hygiene, whether it's just inane conversation, or the fact that people won't run a comb or a brush through their hair before they even get on a plane. These oh, days. Yeah. It's almost like a competition to see who looks worse when they get on the airplane. I don't oh. even have any of that stuff. I was, I was lucky, but man. Oh, but I, I did text you guys or told you about the guy I saw in the Vegas airport. We're about to board, and he was, he was with his son. He was probably 35 or whatever, uh, who had a huge, dark tattoo of a semicolon on his hand. You yeah. told me this. Yeah. Yep. I, to this there day, is, I have no fucking idea what that was about. No, there's uh, <laughs> there is a meaning behind it, and I and I looked this really? up. Yes. No way. And uh, the semicolon. He loves grammar. That's what it is, right? No, it's it has it has little to do with grammar, and it has everything to do with. He had a on. schwa on his butt cheeks, though. A like <laughs> schwa, a umlaut. <laughs> well, that was on his cock, so I don't know about that. Yeah, no, it's something to do. Uh, 
uh, with authors, with with writers, right? Um, hey, uh, can we talk about the fact that you've got a phone on the wall with a cord behind? <laughs> you it? like that? <laughs> you like that? I also have a sign that says "Drink up." It makes other people Woo! more interesting. <laughs> of course, of course, some kind of Irish bullshit. Yes. Yes, and my flask. Oh. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, Mike has a flask that holds about a gallon. Of it's more than a fifth. It's like, uh, I think it'll hold the handle. Good so Lord. we're going to have to put that thing in play. Um, so originally created as a day where people were encouraged to draw a semicolon on their bodies and photograph it, it quickly grew into something greater and more permanent. Um, today, people all over the world are tattooing the mark as a reminder of their struggle, victory, and survival. So, what? well, it's it's like a, a semicolon is a pause, right? It's a pause in a sense. So, uh, and there is something called the semicolon tattoo project. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, I mean, forty. You know, it, it it it's people who deal with mental illness or have mental illness around oh, them, whether oh, it's themselves oh. or other people. So it's an awareness kind of thing, and it typically leads to... Uh, I was going under your initial uh, assumption that it was a writer's thing, and I was about to unleash on some bullshit writers. Well, it, 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 the writing part of it is is that authors use that to you know, show a pause. So, Dick. There you go. <laughs> no you, you have, have you written things before? I have written things before. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I like right. that you call me a dick. All right, next up. All right, next up. Uh, we can go to the usual game, which is always fun. Or I have something else. I don't know if you want to call it a game exactly. It could be a game. Something else about... Uh, uh, well, let's just do that. Fuck it. Let's go into it. This is... I can barely hear you guys. Can you hear me okay? Hello. Yeah. Your video came back up, and yeah. now you sound bad again. You should probably turn your video off if you can. Oh. There we go. Can yep. you hear us now? Yeah, much better. Okay. Nice. Okay. So, before we get to the usual game, let's go through this uh, uh, new one I've got here. Uh, let me pull up my notes. i got to figure this out. Um, this is about... This has no name yet, so we'll just, we'll just call it the movie body count game. Oh, I like body count. So, I've got five movies, and we're going to guess, uh, we're going to pit them against each other and see which movie has the highest body count. And are we doing guesstimations based yeah. on it, or are we trying to, the, between the three of us, we're going to do the rank? Uh, let's, let's just guesstimate the number, and then uh, okay. whoever's closest wins i don't know all right this is so not we, not well thought out obviously and not pre-planned so what's our what's our first movie right, let me write it down here cross me all right uh first movie is let's go with rambo Ooh. first blood part two i tried to pick sure. some classic ones that We've all probably seen and have high body counts. Rambo two. Yeah, obviously don't talking? don't look it up. It's the number no, no, of, number of I'm... kills on screen or assumed on screen. I guess. Ruff, are you there? I think we lost him because he's bubbling. Oh shit! Hey, hey there, yo. Yeah, don't know what happened there. How's that? Wow, you sound much better too. Good. <laughs> All right, you got the Italian sausage out of your throat. That's right. Yeah, exactly. For now, yes. All right, so we're—I don't know what you heard or didn't hear, but uh, we are going to play. We'll call it a game. Uh, we're going to try a new thing where we guess the body counts of some movies where there's a lot of on-screen kills and murders and who knows what. Yeah. Yep. So this is a new one. So we're going to see how this goes. All right. All right. The first movie, and you have to guess how many kills, murders, uh, on-screen deaths there are uh, in these these uh, movies, and whoever's closest wins. And I'll go through five movies. 
The first one up is Rambo, First Blood Part 2. It is what? Rambo. Oh, part okay. 2. Part, part 2. He's your people. You should know this, Roth. Yeah, no. Part yeah, 2 is like, it's like the real Rambo. The first one was First Blood. First whatever, Blood, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So Rambo oh, 2, shit. how many quality kills in, in Rambo? I'm ready. I got a number. And obviously, rough. Don't look it up. Um, all right, I'm gonna put my number down. All right, everybody have a number. I got a number. Rough. How about you? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. He's killing Vietnamese guys, so you gotta you gotta count more than you think because they're little. So you gotta really <laughs> think about it. I was I was worried you were gonna say they only count as half. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Close. Close. Uh, I had. Uh, but I, it's only because I'm here in San Diego, and you know, just by you tonnage, know. you know. Yeah. Okay, I think I have a number. I, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm clueless here. We're all clueless, Ruff. but uh, yeah, we're all clueless. Ruff, Ruff will go with you first. Yeah, Ruff, go first. Uh, not doing the math because, like you said, is it half a person? No is math. it just a lot of little people? Um, do you stack them up? Count them as more than one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with 90. Oof. I think I'm light, but I'm going to go 90. I'll go, I'll, I'll go. And rough, I originally had 90, and I changed it to 80. So I don't wow. know. Maybe I'm going in the wrong direction. Now, O'Neill wow. tends to shoot very high or very low. We are amazingly close. I said 93. Oh, wow. My. You, so you fucking prices right. righted me. You yeah, just I prices did. righted me. I 91. Did. All right. Let's... Let's pull this up here. Oh, where do I find it? Hold, please. Uh, where's the search? Mm. By the way, I think my phone was too close. I think that's what was causing the... Uh... Ah, the feedback. Oh. All right. Yep. All right, this is not easily searchable. Okay, Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. And the... Okay. Oh, <laughs> they break it down. They'd go by entire film and by Rambo himself. Wow. Ram Rambo himself killed 51. Dang. The entire wow. movie, which is what we're going by, 67. Whoa. What? All right. Nice so job, Cross. Cross wins. And I had 90 written down, and I changed it before you dropped your number out. So, uh, all right, I'll chalk one up. Amazing. Nice work. I love it. Second movie, Kill Bill 2. Oh, I was wondering about that. I was wondering if Kill Bill was going to show up yeah. here. There's no like theme for this one, so we're just doing it randomly, sort of. But uh, Kill Bill 2. Well, let's just say a few things here. Kill yeah. Bill 1 is where they killed most of the people. Kill Bill 2 was the story. But I, right. I, I didn't in Kill Bill 2, isn't that when she killed the crazy 88s? No. No? no, that was one. Ooh, that was one. That's what I mean. This is a tricky one. I picked the wrong movie then. <laughs> no, no, but this this makes it all the more interesting. That's fine. I'm good with that. Ooh, shit. yeah. So this one has the story about everything. Right. So you got to figure she she killed Bill. Mm. Not in the first and one. I think Kill Bill two is that when they showed the like the wedding what actually happened. Yeah, I think she, so. She, yeah. Okay. By the way, I love the fucking Kill Bill series. Oh. It's yeah, it was fantastic. Incredible. Um, Kill Bill Two. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with 36. I had 30. 47. You had 30. I had 30. 47, 30, and 36. Yep. Oh yep. my god! Wait a minute. 47, 36, 30. And great game, <clears throat> two. This one could turn out okay. Let's see, Kill Bill Volume Two. We've got. Oh. <laughs> okay, they've got it by characters. Oh, oh my god! Don't you can't look it up. You're ruining it, Cross. Oh no! I'm I, well. I was trying to help you speed it up. No. Okay. Okay. Uma Thurman kills one. Yep. In the entire Bill. film, it's three. 
I was going to say, there wasn't very many. Fuck. See, then the wedding scene wasn't in that one then. Shit. Man, Damn Cross it. is 2-0 two, two tonight. I feel like a cub. <laughs> I feel like a cub pitcher in spring just, training. Just for, just for shits, look up how many he killed in number one. It had to be in the hundreds. I got it, Cross. I got it. Killed oh, it's got to be in the hundreds. Yeah. Was 95. Oh, wow. 95. Now, it's 87 yeah. live action and 8 animated. Beautiful. That's fantastic. Counts right. as a kill. By the way, right. um, I saw Kill Bill 1 by myself in a theater. Literally, no one else in the theater. Like on a Tuesday afternoon. Was Best it in movie Vegas? I ever went to. <laughs> was it in Vegas, though? No, it wasn't in Vegas. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was like in freaking Downers Grove or something. Oh. Civilly. Right. Civilly time, baby. Now, this one... I think we'll get a good reaction. We've got Commando. Oh, ah. an old one from Schwarzenegger. I love it. Damn it. Commando's got a bunch. If you would have said raw deal, I would have hit it on the note. <laughs> <laughs> you went Commando. All right, hang on. Let me think about this. Commando, fuck. That now, was one of those old school... Shoot everybody. Yeah, man. shoot them up. Shoot them up. So I got my number written down. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I'm at a loss here. I can't remember scenes. I can't um, either. By the way, by the way, I had Commando on the uh, on the VHS tape, and I watched it when I come home drunk late at night. Wow, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I have no fucking clue, so I'm gonna go with 28. All right, Mike. 75. And I've got 56. I think I think it's going to be somewhere between me and you, Ruff. So I think O'Neill's yeah. got us on this one. Commando. Okay. Arnold by himself. 81. Oh, oh Jesus. God, I'm 3-0. and oh. The entire film, 88. Damn, I am good. You are good. This is your game. I've, I've seen a lot this of This is pissing movies. me off. We'll have to have a rematch at some point. I know this is good. I like this. I've got you guys dormied, as they say in the golf world. <laughs> Goddamn golfers! All right, here's a good one: Saving Private Ryan. Holy fuck! You know Saving that? Ryan's Privates. Right. Let's see. Saving Ryan's Privates. That's a whole different genre. Wait, are we this going with Saving Private Ryan? Because yeah. that opening scene. Yeah, the, the first twenty minutes, you get everybody. You, get- you know, I've never had a movie where I, I got really ill. Like, because remember how they filmed it? Well, it almost felt like you were on the boat. Yeah. Yeah, because everything was rolling. That was an amazing opening scene. Um, that was one of those movies, much like Schindler's List, that I saw one time and I said, I don't think I ever want to see it again. Yes. Wow. Agreed. Uh, you know, it's like one of those, all right, I got it. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's too... Uh, Ugh, man, what those guys had to do. It's fucking brutal. All right, everybody got a number? Unbelievable, actually. Yeah, that opening scene alone, you remember when they pulled back and saw all those people dead on the beach? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, gosh, 260. Mm. I've got three. I've got an even 300 written down. I am way low. Holy shit. I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is uh, this is a terrible four, guess. four, a hundred and nine. Well, maybe not. I mean, uh, maybe those guys that we saw on the beach, some of them were already there was dead. One hundred and nine so in the water. I don't know what I was thinking. All right, Saving Private Ryan. Here we go. Got to be one of the top kill counts in movie history. All right. Characters. They have all the characters, and they're all small. It doesn't matter. Entire film. Two fifty-five. Wow, you're you nearly nailed it. Rough wow. wins. That was great. I think rough. That was a good guess. Did you go to the Google for that one? That was pretty solid. No cheating. No cheating. All right, last stop. All right, in the finale, we've got, I would assume, the highest number. We've got Titanic. Mm. So, oh, shit. Well, but is it how many that appear? Like, you have to see how many die, though, right? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not. I don't know if it's. I don't know the exact rules. If it's on screen or even uh, implied. Okay, index of the films already counted and tallied for their on-screen kills slash deaths. Okay. Yeah, on-screen. Yep. Um, so I'm going to say there's less in that than there was in uh, in Saving Private Ryan. I- I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with 144. I'm 110. Wow, I went way high. 750. O'Neill, you suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> I love sucking at my own games. That's fantastic. Yes. You're uh, like Trebek. And I'm like uh, Sean Connery. I know. Trebek. Damn it. Okay. Uh, entire film? 308. No, 307. Sorry. So I was close to another. Rough yeah. wins. Rough win or cross wins 3 to 2. And nice. O'Neill shut out. Shut out, as usual. It's like your dating game in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed uh, it. Nailed it. All right. Now, we do we want to do what are they worth game, or was that a good enough a game to, to close it? Ruff, you want to do the net worth game? I love the net worth game. Sure, why the let's, hell not? Let's do it. Yeah, it's fun. Right. I like doing this. And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. This one, I uh, I put it together last week, and um, because of the movie that came out, <clears throat> I guess last week, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot yeah. with Tina Fey, we're Tina doing Fey, yeah. some SNL characters, or people. I like this, yeah. Um, first one is Tina Fey. What's her net worth? Now we gotta think about this. This, this is where we and Cross start IMDBing people and trying to figure it out. Wikipedia. Um, the thing about Tina Fey is, is that as prolific as she is on screen, she's an even better writer. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say she's worth. Uh, I have a number written down already. Hang on, I don't. Sixty million. Sixty million. Hang on, hang on. Don't say it, Cross. She does have 30 Rock in syndication, which could throw a wrench in the works here. I know. Quite possibly the best TV show ever on. I love it. Uh, So my number is 45. And I've got 50. Jesus. Wow. I think I win. I think you, you might. You know, 60 is not a huge number. No, it's not. Considering everything she's done, I mean, she has got, and it's not like she's done a ton of stuff. Oh, we need bonus points. One of us hit it on the head. We need wow. bonus points. Tina Fey is her net worth is forty-five million. Wow, nice. I nailed it. Nice. Woo! Oh, O'Neill's back on the board. Well, for now, that's a amazing. Track. That will go away really quick. Uh, next on the board here is Will Ferrell. Oh. Oh, man. Well, Farrell. I'm going to look up his uh, Wikipedia. Wiki. God, he, he has to make $20 million a movie. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, he's... Let's see. And he gets writing credits as well with Adam McKay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with $150 million. Oh, wow. You're, you're saying these too quickly. I haven't written mine down yet. Yeah, wait till we write him down. Now, now you've swayed uh, O'Neill. Yeah, he did. Dude, Blades of Glory might be one of the top comedies. <laughs> Chaz Michael Michaels. Wait, do you put Blades of Glory above <coughs> Step Brothers? I would put it above Step Brothers, wow. but below. Um, uh, what was the. Step Brothers uh, the, was amazing. Anchorman? Below Anchorman and below uh, Old School. Old School. Step Brothers would be four. Oh, my God. All right, Cross, give us a number. Get hard. I saw that. That was pretty funny. Uh, I'm going to go 90 million for Will Ferrell. Get hard. Isn't that the name of your 
autobiography? Yes. Actually, that's Ruff's. All right. You, uh, 150, 90, I've got 111. Let's see. I'm high. Mr. William Farrell. Oh, hang on. Misspelled. Sorry, Will. And the number is Will Farrell's net worth is $100 million. Wow. Cross on the money. Cross. You, you beat me by $1 million. You were 10 off. Oh. I was 11 off. Asshole. Yes. Asterisk. You're one this is an off. Irish game. This is a fucking is. Irish game. <laughs> well, Farrell, there you go. Uh, all right. Third, Mr. Oscar host himself, Chris Rock. What's well, the tough mm. one? He's got to be worth a lot less than, than Farrell, I would think. The only thing that throws a monkey wrench into that is longevity. His divorce. Well, oh. and, his divorce, and his divorce. Ooh. You know, he got his clock fucking cleaned on that. Just ask Ralph how that feels. Nah. Twice. Yeah, he did. I've got my number right now. He lost his ass. I'm going to say $50 million even. Don't say it! Damn it. All right. I got 40. Shit. I've got 71. Man, that's a lot. 71. Well, you know what? You know what's uh, you know what's probably we're not paying credence to though here is like the Madagascar series and some of the stuff that he did with voice work because they get paid a lot for that shit. Yeah, but you got to compare to Will Ferrell though. Will Ferrell sets the bar for rock. That's true. All right, Chris well. Rock's net worth is seventy million. Holy shit! And you said seventy-one. Woo! I wow. on fire. Seventy-one million. I know. Think, think about how much he lost. Oh, he lost half. We know that, or close to it, or better. It's an expensive piece of ass, right there. That <laughs> yeah, is better to rent it. If it, wait a minute. What did what did my dad say? If it flies, floats, or fucks, rent it. <laughs> <laughs> Class all the way. Yes. That's the Irish part of it. That's right. Ruff, Ruff, are you still there? I was hoping to get a reaction. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> he didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> he didn't think it was that I'm, funny, apparently. I'm just I'm just counting my own losses. Uh, <laughs> Wait, uh, why don't we do the Chris the Chris Ruffalo net worth? That's that's next week. Yes. Alright, next contestant up to bed. Alright, number <laughs> four. Adam Sandler. Oh God. Yeah, this is gonna be Don't a say your number yet. Don't say it yet. I'm going to write a number. Think about this one. I got it. I got my number already. This could. This is. I don't know. Hmm. Dude, every. You know, he was on Howard Stern a couple months ago, and it was a great interview. And Howard Stern was like going through his movies, and he's like, every movie that you make, every critic absolutely crushes. And then it goes out and it makes 300 million. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he does. It has. and he is one of those guys who's got a lot, a lot of uh, producing credits yeah, too. Yeah, his production company has got a lot of shit going on. He's behind all, all right. those guys. He's behind all the, you know, uh, Kevin Smith, or uh, yeah, uh, not Kevin Smith, Kevin, uh, fucking hell, Fatty, Fatty, what's his name? Paul Blart. Paul Blart, yeah. Um, Kevin James. Kevin James. Kevin James. Thank yeah. You. He, he takes care of his friends, too. They all yeah. love him. Because they're in every fucking movie. All of their does. movies, he's they're the all in there. Yeah. All right, I've got uh, a number. All right, I got a number. Rough? Yeah, I got 300 mil. Oof. I got, One se- I got 220. I got 175. Shit. Mr. Sandler. I think he likes to spend money, too. You are worth... Adam Sandler's net worth is three sixty. Oh my god! Rough takes yeah. it. Three hundred. That is insane. And I know who the last one's going to be. Can I guess? Well, Can you I think guess? about yeah. Every one of his movies makes a shitload plus the production. I agree with the comments about the production credits. He's fucking loaded. 
Yeah, yeah, he's got it going on. I mean, he's in serious fuck you money territory yeah. there. Um, you know who the last one is, Cross. It's Eddie Murphy. No. It's not. I do try to go bigger and bigger and bigger. The last one's pretty big. Okay. Lauren Michaels. Oh. Oh. Big Daddy. The granddaddy <clears throat> himself. Lauren Michaels. The Canadian wonder. Don't say it yet. Hmm. He's behind so much stuff. Are we doing this in Canadian dollars or U.S.? <laughs> uh, let's go with U.S. dollars and and hopefully we'll be close. Hmm. Wow. Can you can you say it in Lorne Michaels' voice? Three <laughs> hundred million dollars. Fifteen million dollars. Oh, that was good. Sandler's Thank you. Three hundred. Would you would you say I'm worth three hundred million? Three hundred million or three fifty. Uh I have a number. Russ got one too. What about got you one there? Too. What about you there, O'Neill? I'm done. Go ahead. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna mix this up because I feel like I need to break the chain. Uh I'm gonna go three twenty five on Morn Michaels. I've got three sixty two. Yeah, I got three eighty one. We are close. We are dialed in, hopefully. Lauren Michaels. Let's see what happens here. Oh, we are on the ball tonight, fellas. Lauren Michaels' net worth is, drum roll, $350 million. Wow. <clears throat> O'Neill wow. wins. O'Neill gets that one. O'Doyle rules. Oh, Doyle. So I win three to one to one. Holy shit. Today's a stand. Nicely done. Three I'm actually shocked that he only has that much considering all the movies. I know. Well, he's not an actor, so he gets zero acting credit, right? Other than his cameos that are on Saturday Night Live and but here he, and there. He owns late night NBC. I know. He does. SNL and then Seth Meyers and is he behind Jimmy Fallon as well? Yeah, I believe so. He is. I mean, all of that yeah. plus the movies. He can't be making more than those hosts, though. Well, maybe in some of the more junior guys like Seth, but right. like Jimmy Fallon's got to be making. I, 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 don't I, mean, like I can't Seth. even imagine. I like Seth. I, I mean, I, I don't watch late night TV. I mean, I, don't, I think I I'm with don't. you, Ruff. Uh, I'm not sure I I'd love, say I dislike him, but I'm not really on board. I loved him on Weekend Update. He's good. So, All right, nice. fellas. Anything else we need to uh, add to uh, put a bow on it here? All right, fellas. Signing off, and enjoy, uh, we'll enjoy be on the, uh, next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Rough enjoy San Diego, man. I will do that. I'm in the whale's vagina. You guys have Go. a good night. <laughs> Go get it. Vagina. <laughs> vagina. Yeah. Vagina. Good night, fellas. Good night, man. Good gents. Please follow us on Twitter at Irish Pubcast.
Drop one more shot, I can't 